Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Cincy Brewcast. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. Uh, you know what this is, right? We talk about beer. We go and we drink beer, talk about beer, um, drink beer. <laughs> you get it at this point. It's a good what premise. The, you get it what the show is about. Um, joined by Mike Stokes, Cincy Brewbus, uh, one of my favorite local companies, one of my favorite people within this uh, local beer community. Um, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having um, me. It hasn't been that long. You were on right before All Hell Broke Loose. We were down yep. at uh, Higher Gravity. Yep. So if you guys jump back and listen to that show, you can do that. But um, I wanted to have you back on because of, I mean, because I like having you on, but because of all this shit too, I figured it was a timely time to sit down and talk to you. We, um, we talked to a lot of breweries and I think that for a lot of them, they were like, oh yeah, things were tough, but you know, we're fine. Everything's fine. You know, we, we figured it out pretty quick and, uh, and we figured out how to change our business and make it work. There's no way to change your business and make no. it work during all of this. No. And um, we, they, uh, I love to hear that. Like when I hear that, it makes me so happy that those guys are figuring things out. And early on, they got really creative yeah. and they were finding new ways to do things and beer deliveries and things like that. And um, just being flexible and, and being smart. And I mean, I was inspired by that. And, you know, but with what we do, it's very uh, it's it's very niche. You know, we're on the outer fringes of the economy here and, and we've certainly felt it. Even as things have started to shift into some kind of quote unquote new normal, you know, the social distancing rules, all of that stuff makes it so hard to do what yeah. you guys do. That's right. Um, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. It is really, really tough. And, uh, yeah, it's been a hellscape to navigate through for sure with, with, and cause we've, we've thought about doing some different things, you know, just doing strictly party bus stuff. And, uh, but even that business model is not doing well right now right. because people were just, you know, we were talking beforehand, people were just nervous. They're, they're not ready for this. And, and, and then as the cases started to fall, we were like, okay, this is great. You know, it looks like we're going to be yeah, good. We're so we're clear. like, we're, we're, we're going to yeah. do some private events. And then we started getting calls and we've gotten quite a bit of demand. Um, but, uh, the breweries really want it a specific way and sure. how we handle it with them and uh, you know making reservations well in advance now because they're limited in their capacities and right. how they're doing things in their operations and so we're navigating their landscape um, we're navigating a, a diminished population of people that want to even do this kind of thing and uh, we're also trying to be as responsible as possible which is going to turn some people off you know like we're asking people now to wear masks on the bus sure. in between stops so you're sitting on the bus with your friends family people you know um, but one of my drivers is in there with them right. and so for me he's number one or she's number one We've got to take care of them, and um, it makes it, uh, you know, people, and, and, you know, certainly people can take the mask off and take a drink in between, but it makes it, it's just not what we do. It's not, we're this, you know, we're everybody getting, our whole concept is everybody getting together, having a great time, enjoying the, each other's company, enjoying beers, socializing, and, well, and welcoming people into craft beer. It's a whole industry built around socializing and right. about being yeah. close to people and sitting in a bar face-to-face with somebody and laughing and, you know. Somebody walks in that's a friend. You go, oh, man, try this beer. And you hand them your glass and they dig yeah. it. Like, so, like that's <laughs> that's part of what makes all of this what it is. And that's all just 
just gone yeah. in, in the span of, you know, a couple months and, and everybody's trying to adjust and trying to figure out what, and I, I hate calling it the new normal because I don't want this to be normal. I want right. this all, I, I want this to be weird and I want it to be weird until it's not any, until it's not right. the reality anymore. And I, we're just waiting for that silver bullet, man. You know, I, I don't, I don't like to reference any kind of macro beers on this, but yeah, I mean, we're just looking for. <laughs> That one thing that makes people feel comfortable again, you know, I and I just don't know that that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, you know, there's been talks of this and that, and you know, like we were talking before, you, it's hard to keep up with everything that's going on. We've certainly tried to do that, but you know, getting on a bus that's 24 feet long by seven and a half feet wide by 10 feet tall, and trying to socially distance people that don't know each other is you know, not something we're going to be doing right now. And then, but if you know each other, um, we're, do, we're doing the things that everybody else is doing. We're taking temperatures. We've got masks on board. We've got tons of hand sanitizer, Clorox wipes. We're doing, you know, pe- <laughs> we're not hanging pretzels on people's necklaces anymore. <laughs> um, you know, you get a sanitized safe baggie for that. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're doing what we can to be responsible with this, the small amount of business we're doing right now. We're just doing groups of six to 10 people and, and you know we'll see what happens trying to keep it alive in some capacity and keep that idea still there for people it's it's tough i i yeah. definitely feel for you guys right now i think that uh you're one of those one of those businesses that's on the periphery of all of this that i think a lot of people have not paid attention to with everybody's oh you gotta gotta support your local breweries and your local restaurants you gotta do this and you gotta do that and it's like there's so many people like you guys that it's there's not a lot that we can do and yeah. it's 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 frustrating for me to, to be watch that and to and to know that for a lot of people like you and in and, and different kind of offshoots of this industry or any industry really like we're some of them haven't felt it yet and are going to some yeah. of them are just now like starting to get hit really hard by this stuff in different ways and it's um yeah i mean stuff. we we had on the books our biggest April and May since we've started the business. And when it all, when March was shut down, you know, when they were saying, Hey, we're going to be shut down for a couple of weeks. We were like, okay, that's good because just don't mess with April, man. Right, don't right. you screw with my April. And you know, then April came and it was like, Oh shit. You know, this is, this is something totally different than right. what we were kind of thinking it was going to be. And so now, you know, we're looking at, okay, is it, what's going to happen within the next six months, within the next year? Will we even have the same... I mean, we've got four buses. What do we do with those buses in the interim? And and how do we navigate those things? You know, we've looked at just becoming like a delivery service for different things. And it's just really hard. I mean, it's interesting. We went to our insurance company and we said, hey, you know, we're looking to kind of, you know, branch out and see what we can do. We've got wheels. We just want them to be on the ground running, you know, Um, with people or without, you know. Uh, particularly, or you know, pre- preferably without people at this stage, um, when it was all first happening, and uh, literally wanted to quadruple our insurance for. And I'm like, okay, let, let me get this straight. So it's going to be more expensive <laughs> for me to take stuff around than people around. Is that what I'm getting? If I, if I haul a uh, a busload of t-shirts somewhere, it's going to cost me more than if I put people's children and husbands and like, parents. Okay, well then, that welcome, business model. Welcome to the United States. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's drink a beer. Um, yeah. We have, we have a little fight in front of us here. Um, From the beer fridge. 
There is a ton of really incredible stuff coming out of Dogberry lately, and I can't shout about it loud enough. Um, so we're just going to drink some of it and try that way and see if people listen. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've uh, been here. Probably, I would say, at least six months. So I'm excited. Uh, let's start Let's start with the light one here. I think that's actually, um, I believe, this is Made in Flight. Um, which I actually thought this was Made in Flight. I thought Made in Flight was darker. What well, we got? Um, number 10? Yeah, number 10. Made in Flight. This is a uh, rye pale ale. If anybody is not familiar with this beer, we did it on Prost a few weeks back. Um, if you don't know what Prost is, go to well, yeah, go to Instagram. There's an Instagram TV show called Prost, and we drink beers every week and just talk about them. And we talked about this one a couple weeks ago. I don't know how many weeks ago. Okay. But you can probably find it. It's probably it says Made in Flight. <laughs> Rye um, next to Falconer's Flight hops. Um, let me pull up my notes and tell you what else is in this. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's got that rye spice right out of the gate. I mean, it hits you pretty hard almost immediately. And that Falconer's Flight hop is just different. Certainly a, certainly more of a kind of resiny, piney hop. When, uh, when Dogberry opened up, they made a really big point about um, talking about how they were an IPA we love our IPAs that's all we're going to crank out a bunch of IPAs you're going to walk in here and half the taps are going to be IPAs and when I'm first I'm like oh great you know that sounds as somebody who's not a huge IPA fan that sounds not what I want to drink Yeah. but then you walk in and you start to understand what that means and that um, you're going to get black IPAs you're going to get English style IPAs you're going to get something like this it's a rye IPA you're going to get now with uh, the proliferation of New England's you can get New England's. You're going to get Imperial IPAs. You know, it's a, there's just so much within that category that you can. Uh, yeah, they've can, got they've got what 15 on tap. They've got 15 beers on tap, and one, two, three, like five of them are so yeah. five of them are IPAs. Um, this one is five and a half percent ABV according to my notes. Uh, is that right? Nope, 5.1 now. So my notes are out of date. Um, their original notes and some of this probably has changed since the beer has you know kind of morphed over the years it says our modern take on a rye um, uh, our our take on a modern rye ale an english malt background with the right amount of rye spiciness featuring falconer's flight hops in conjunction with a spectacular array of accompanying aroma hops that sets this beer apart from the others it's super light when you look at it too like you look at it like a blonde ale or something like that but yeah it is light it is really effervescent crispy super refreshing those hops kind of just set down for a minute and then they, they go away it's really good really uh, different definitely one of my favorite beers that they've done here I, I think this is one of my favorite beers kind of around the city too for me right now it's just it's <clears throat> super drinkable you know around five percent so you can drink a few of them yeah um Love it. Absolutely now they're they're the canning their beers. I see some uh, some looks like howlers or yeah, sixteen they, ounce sixers over there. They do uh, individual canning on the the little October kind of okay um, sealer. So like a crowler type deal. Yeah, so you can get anything that's on tap in cans, and they pre-do some of them, pre-package I guess some of them, so that when you come in, you can just grab them and go. Especially right now with people, you know, not everybody wants to sit in a tap room and hang out. Yeah, it still gives you that way to grab the beer that you want. Well, well, I talked to these guys and they are um, on our list. So we only have 
13 or 14 locations right now that are taking our groups right. of six to 10 people and, um, and, and Dogberry is one of them. So we're excited to get up here. We're actually, we've got uh, a few of the locations up here. Sonder, right. um, these guys, um, oh, uh, Fred Borden, and uh, March first. So we can make a nice little tour out of uh, out of this and have Dogberry as part of it. About fig leaf. Um, yeah, fi- fi- fig leaf. If yeah, we can get up there for sure. Um, yeah, they're part of the March first fir- right. family, so right. that they're they're definitely game. There's a there's a lot of really good stuff happening, kind of north of the wall. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like it, it used to be that. Um, all of the all of the action was happening kind of down and yeah. kind of central to everything, and it's it's fun as somebody that lives you know north of the wall um, yeah. to have stuff up this way that you yeah. can just go. Absolutely love sixteen lots. Sixteen lots is on our list too. Um, uh, Sonder, uh, Narrow Path, um, yeah. There's some. I mean, common. Just people are doing some fun, oh, yeah. some good stuff up here. Um. um Let's talk about new places. Where have you have you been able to kind of make the rounds? I know that went to Third Eye. You check that busy out. Dad life too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, went to Third Eye. I think that's the newest spot that I've been to. If you say some other names, I'm trying um, to think of all who who, who else opened has opened up. lately. Um, you've got. Uh, Firehouse Grill over I there. I have not. In, uh, I have not been Ash. over there. I need to get over there. Hang on, I'm quickly check out Justin list. and see what he's doing. Um, from from what I've, people. Yeah, from what I've seen, he's been cranking out a bunch of beer too. Last time I was there, there was only probably four of his beers on tap, something like that. Um, and I think it's way more than that now. Um, let's see, we've got. No, I mean, um, when it all... Oh, Montgomery Public House. Oh, yeah, the uh, MPH. I have not been there yet, but I've, I've heard some good things. I heard they've got, like, a left-hand deal going yeah. on there. Some <laughs> sort of weird left-hand partnership. So it's like but, a cousin or something of one of the guys oh, is sweet. one of the founders of left-hand, so they you can go was, and get left-hand beer now. Yeah, I was on social media, and, I, like, left-hand brewing actually responded to somebody's post on mph brewing site i was like what the what's going on here and i got a little bit of the backstory from somebody and that's pretty cool yeah it's good beer it's great beer well and it's it's one of those breweries that i don't know that i've really paid attention to and i, I don't mean that in a bad way that i haven't really paid attention to in the last few years because i'm just so caught up in what's happening here but everything that i've ever had from them has been really really solid those you know the they're one of the first places to start putting nitro in cans and stuff. You know, yeah. just some really, really cool stuff that they've been doing. So, um, yeah, we were lucky enough to get out to Colorado this year for JBF um, before you know, obviously, all this stuff happened, and um, they were one of the ones on the list that we would lo- would have loved to get to. We oh, went, yeah. we so, kind of stuck around the Denver area just because we were going to the show every day. But um, yeah, they're so big out there. It's so amazing what they've done. There's it's, innovators. You forget kind of because our beer scene is still so young and, and new, relatively speaking to all of this, you forget like cities like that that have these beer scenes that are so, um, they're matured. I, I hate calling them mature because that makes it sound like, you know, kind of stuffy, but like just <laughs> have kind of, they've been around for a while. They've yeah. figured things out and they've yeah. ingrained themselves into the culture of that area so much that, uh, um, it's exciting for me to think about what it could look like here in 10 years and 20 years, you know, as yeah. these things really become uh, mature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boring, uh-huh. boring business terminology. Uh, let's drink this one. This is uh, uh time blue. What uh, number are you on? Number five. 
this is their red lager. Um, I brought this to a Fourth of July picnic. It's been a couple of years. I brought a keg of it, um, and everybody flipped their shit over this beer. Really? The, the geeks like it because it's a it's a good lager. It's a it's a good beer. But then all of those people that were you know drinking their Yingling or whatever it may be still really enjoyed the beer because it's just a good easy drinking lager. That is. That's really smooth. Man. Yeah, really, really solid. This is one of those places that doesn't get a lot of credit for their their lager program because they're just a you know a little brewery up in Westchester. Um, the some of the bigger places get more of the fanfare, be it Sonder, or Braxton, whoever it is. Um, yep. And I, the lagers that they're cranking out here. Well, I'm having the really ba- spot. On. I'm drinking the Bach on the side here, and it's delicious. It's a great Bach beer. It's uh it's dark. It's uh um. It's still easy drinking, but it packs a, a little bit of a punch. At, uh, it's nice and caramel. It's like six and a half. Got that caramel backbone, and I'm usually like the only time I'm drinking Bach or like the month leading up to Bach Fest, and then at, you know we drink so much damn Bach at Bach Fest <laughs> that after that it's we're good, we're golden, and then we get you know after the years up we're like oh Bach's we coming back. We missed out on it this year though, so I feel like there's a lot of people that uh, um, like. There, there's, there's a lot of people that didn't get to really enjoy box season the way that. Why did we, you miss out? It was awesome. Well, I mean, just the, the whole season. The season got oh, yeah. kind of cut. It got cut in it half. Got, it got cut in half. Like normally, you've got March. March yeah. is that time where you just dive into box, and that didn't happen. As is much that as why Oktoberfest are now coming out right now in July? <laughs> I anticipate that the same kind of thing is going to happen for Oktoberfest. You're yeah. not going to get to go. And I don't, I don't think that there's been an official announcement about yeah, Cincinnati's Oktoberfest, but there's no way you can pack a half a million people into, you know, the, the middle of our city and have them, you know, shoulder to shoulder singing and drinking beer. Like that's, that, that it, we're going to miss out on Oktoberfest in the same way. And, oh, uh, it breaks my heart. But, it has extended Bach drinking for me, and maybe it'll extend Oktoberfest drinking for me too. So maybe that's the uh, um, the pleasant side effect of it. I don't know. Are you a <laughs> seasonal drinker, or but I am a lot. Me too. Um, I I like like I'm I'm a huge lager fan. So like much like a rotating skew with a, a brewery, yeah. I will have my my Bach. <laughs> beer and then that will be replaced by some kind of lighter um lager for the summer and then get replaced by oktoberfest for the uh, the fall and then um I, don't know, I can't think of a good wintry lager off the top of my head but you know it's, it's like this rotating thing in my fridge where i'm always drinking whatever the uh, the seasonal lager is yeah yeah but so yeah. so yeah i i uh you know this time of year it's it's hops give me all the hops i can get in the uh, summertime and, it, and, and Pilsner. Yeah. And I mean, Pilsner has a lot of hop in it, so it just it works really well because it's super light, super crisp and refreshing. I mean, I can drink Pilsner all year round, oh, but you, summertime you is like, it's the best. Um, I've been drinking a lot of Hefeweizen this year too. Um, I don't know if it's just because they're such good ones being brewed now. It makes it easier to, uh, to fill the fridge. And fruit beers, I was never a fruit beer guy for... Yeah. for, for forever and it seems like in the last like year or two like there's always a lot of them in my fridge my wife made fun of me for it the other day she's there's like, some I, good ones she, she stopped um she stopped at the grocery store to get stuff she's like i saw that you and your fridge wasn't full so i got a couple six packs she's like i got you fruit beer because 
<laughs> just notice that you've been drinking a lot of it. <laughs> Got Reba and Shade. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to drink right now, especially when it's you know ninety thousand degrees outside like it is now. Yeah, it just kind of fits the. Uh, yeah, when Matry was delivering, we were like, "Ooh, Shade's already out. Let's get some of that." And yeah. man, it's so good. It is. <laughs> Drop a shot of uh, tequila in it too. Ooh. Oh my gosh, it's so yeah. good. It's so like a margarita. Well, didn't they do the shaderitas? What? That's they, right. Didn't they bottle that for a while? Yeah. Although they were the one exploded or something. <laughs> hey man, you got to keep people on their toes. These consumers, they can't get lazy. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a consumer's bottle though. It was oh. one that one of the people in the brewery had sitting on their desk, and it exploded. And then they're like, "Oh shit!" Uh oh. <laughs> I still don't know what really happened with that. How that? You got to call the printer. Yeah. Get that warning on that label. <laughs> um. Yep. I. Now this one's good. It's got that like. Um, you know, that nice little, just a little caramel touch. Not much. It's not overpowering. It's, um, yeah, it's super smooth. That's that's a nice beer. Um, I, I dig that one a lot. That's, uh, when it's on, that's one of those ones. Uh, you know, when, I don't know if you see my giant mug that I'm drinking out of, but uh, when, I, when I come to the brewery, I've got a big-ass mug that I drink, and it makes it difficult sometimes to choose what you want to put in it because you have to have something that you can kind of drink a few of <laughs> i was thinking it would be like um, this is one of those ones that fits perfect in it on on the level of a um like a vienna yeah but it's really it's, not it's, 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 it's got it, it, it's, more of a fruity ester on the front end than a vienna vienna you know more of a malt back i get more of that little hop crisp right. punch right there on the front end but finishes off really nice it really kind of um it fits in kind of that uh um, that Oktoberfest Bach kind of category really well for me. It's almost like a summery, like a like a summery Bach, almost like it's it's a lighter version of it for me. Um, yeah, really but his Bach is even though it's six percent, it's really easy drinking and the body is pretty thin too. It's yeah. not, you know, not like some of the doppel box I had this year. Where, I well, mean, in fact, the hat you have on there, I think they Alexander, had a, yeah, he, they had um, a doppel Bach this year that was phenomenal i talked to him yesterday maybe and he said he was brewing a box so oh cool. he's got another one coming soon i love this <laughs> i don't know if it was a doppelbock or not or if it was just a straight up bock but I, that's why um, i love america you see germany you need to learn okay we can brew bock beer whenever right. we want there's no rules well and um i was uh where was I the other day that I was talking? Oh, down at uh, Northern Row. I was talking. They have an Oktoberfest, a Martin that they keep on, that they're going to keep on year round. Oh, God and love I, them. And I said, oh, that's, that's a, such a great idea. And then I said, then when you finally get into Oktoberfest season, now you can make the box special and you can, you know, you can dry hop it. You can barrel age it. You can, and it, and right. it opens up this whole other category of, um, you know, specializing this beer that has become normal for you year round. And, yeah, Northern um, Rose, lucky they got the best general manager in uh, craft beer. Do they? Yeah, Keith Malloy from uh, Taft's and yeah. Rock Bottom before that. Yeah. He's a kick-ass guy. You got to go visit him. Um, yeah, he was there. He was uh, just running around with his, like a chicken with his head cut off when I was there. <laughs> oh, that's his way. That's what he does. Um, he, he runs circles around everybody everywhere he goes. That that brewery has a lot of really great stuff going for it. The uh, the space is... Oh, my gosh. The space is incredible. If not the best taproom space in the city, really close to it, um, it fits the theme perfect. And the fact that they have mostly loggers on tap, I love. You yeah. know, the, kind of this traditional kind of um, 
homage to Cincinnati and, and what our beer scene is all about. It's it's fun. Well, you, I mean, people that want to open a brewery, take note. If you build it for six years, you can make something really, really nice. <laughs> That's right. I, I just, I, you know, I had to say that. I don't know if Dave Berger it. listens, but <laughs> if you do, Dave, it's beautiful, man. Great job. It is. It's fantastic. And um, if you haven't been there, get there because uh, it really is something special. And they have just about anything you can imagine to drink there. Um, except seltzer. They don't have any seltzer yet. <laughs> but, yeah, they have the rowboats um, that were the backup rowboats for like the 1940 Olympics or something crazy. All kinds of funny up in the ra- like, up in the rafters. Yeah, yeah he's got looking ste- around. There's he's cool got Carnegie stuff. steel in that thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, <laughs> the back bar is insane. Yeah, it but, looked like it was, you know, it looks like it's a 200 year old back bar. You yeah. know, just beautiful. And that's that's just the tap room that building is massive and there's yeah. lots of other fun ideas that they've got for some of those other spaces yeah that was all christian Moorline stock houses so yeah. when they ran out of space in the brewery they built that thing and and that's where they had most of their production um that's where they kept most of their liquid the, um, the walls are three feet thick yeah. to <laughs> hold in the temperature you go down in the basement and the ceilings are like 30 feet high like it's it's insane it's a really really cool building. i remember when they bought that building um they had me come over and we're talking, we are seriously talking like probably four or five years ago and, um, went up on the roof. Oh yeah. And it's unbelievable. The last time I was in there was 2016, I think. And they had just gotten the, uh, the brew house in. So it was this, this, this brew house sitting in the middle of this empty room. Oh yeah, we'll be open in a few months. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, yeah, I got to go up on the roof and see all that. So, man, it's cool. Yeah, what was cool is like I, I never realized that church across the street, basically Christian Moorline built. Um, mm-hmm. It has a hand pointing to God, and it's this golden hand pointing with the finger pointing straight up into heaven. It's just a really cool little yeah. little urban artifact um, in downtown Cincinnati. Yeah, it's cool. There's lots of cool stuff about this city. So many cool yeah, things there are. that. Uh, um, I hope people appreciate. I hope you understand like what we've got here. And oh yeah, it's not like this everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what I miss the most about you know touring people around. Because as much as I enjoy like the out of towners coming in, and be like, oh shit, Cincinnati's cool as hell. Once we tell them all the history, well, not all the history, but we give them the the high level stuff that you know people talk about the most. But it, it's when the locals come on our tours and. We tell them these things. They're like, holy shit, I had no idea that was going on here in this yeah. city, you know? And that's the funnest part for us because they're going to go back and tell somebody in their family. And, you know, that's, I think, of all the things I miss about giving tours on a regular basis, like we had been doing for so, for shit, six years, like it's that spreading of uh, how cool our city, our city's history is. And when you tie it in with beer, you do it with a beer in your hand and you, it, it, it changes the beer too like it changes you, you feel that history in yeah. this thing that's like <laughs> yeah you, that you're sitting on a couch drinking watching the super bowl it used to be just this background part of everybody's life and like to make it the central star of this thing that uh that that carries that history from then into today and like i don't know man it's a i get i get really yeah. goofy about it man. you guys have similar love passion I love it so much yeah yeah it's um, awesome what what gets you excited kind of on more of a a surface level about beer today it's you can walk into any brewery in cincinnati and get a great ipa you can get um, a fantastic lager at almost any brewery in this town now like it when you walk in and you pour a flight or get a pint or whatever it may be what gets you excited 
Uh, it's all. I mean, it's still the same thing. It's all of the innovation. It's all of the the um, the local entrepreneurs. It's it's very similar to the reason why we, why I even got into doing this and just seeing how these guys take the leap, you know, and and go after something and and something that's just incredibly local and um, a part of a community and. And uh, I, that's still just, I love it. I think it's awesome. I think the craft beer industry, even though it's under a, quite a bit of pressure right now, it's not going anywhere because of this community that kind of rallies around these locations. Yeah, if, if any industry can handle something like this stupid coronavirus, it's the beer industry. Like that scrappiness of it, the uh, the community that yep. surrounds a place like it. If any industry can get through it, it's the beer industry. I, you know, I, I'm loving how. I mean, just in terms of what's getting me excited about the future of craft beer is kind of some of the new entries um, into craft beer are much more diverse. You know, we've got minority-owned esoteric is mm-hmm. coming online very soon. We've got women-owned location, women-head brewers, and um, you know, the landscape is changing for the better in a more diverse way. And people are becoming more open um, to those kinds of uh, you know, things, and I well, and I are, love it. People are noticing now that it wasn't too, and like, I I think it's really easy, especially for somebody like me. I'm a, a middle-aged white male in America. <laughs> like it's it's easy to not notice what's happening around you, and exactly to to be able to walk in and sit down at a bar, and somebody says, "Hey, have you noticed that everybody looks like you?" <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like I, yeah. I, I didn't, and like uh, to start to bring some kind of awareness to that too, and and again, the beer industry is so, the beer industry is not great about being open and um, uh, diverse f- for a long time, but yeah. they are very great about <clears throat> pointing it out and trying to figure out a way to make it better. Um, there's a lot of shitheads still in this industry, but of course. By far, the majority of people in this industry are great people that want it to be better. So yeah, yeah. So I think I think you know, as far as that's concerned, that's probably one of the more exciting developments over the past two years that I've seen is, um, you know, th- those entries into the fold. Um, the beer quality is ju- has just gotten so much better too. Um, people figuring out their systems, people working together to try to find a better way to make beer. I mean, locations that, you know, you would go to and you could get a good beer um, on the wall. Some of these, now every beer on the wall is good. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure some of that comes, you know, part of necessity is, you know, that's 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 necessary. But I think part of it is just experience and figuring things out. And right. so you can really go into almost, I mean, there's so many locations here that are just making amazing liquid. It's fun that... You can you can spend a really long time just drinking local beer. Oh yeah, and, and you know I, before I get the uh, the email from Michael Adina telling me that there's great beer not made in Cincinnati, also oh, I yeah. know there is, buddy. <laughs> but you don't have to drink something from somewhere else if you don't want to. You there is every style that you can think of, and really great examples of it all over the city and it's yeah. that's fun i'm an unapologetic homer um <laughs> of, of my city's beer because 
I've seen, you know, I've been a part of it. You know, luckily, I've been part of the ecosystem since, it, you know, the first four or five breweries were open when we started Brewbus in 2013 till now. And I can tell you, I mean, from top to bottom, it's just gotten so much, it's gotten so much better. Um, the, the, the variety now, because of the innovation and uh, because of all the different styles and the different, you know, it, people have pushed the boundaries here locally. We're very spoiled. Um, we are. And pe- I know there's great beer outside of Cincinnati. I mean, one of my favorite beers is, um, you know, High Lie from Cigar City Brew. Mm-hmm. I love that beer. I mean, if I see that beer, I'm going to get that beer. Um, unless there's a local guy, you know, and I want to try something that they've done. And, right. and, you know, be honest, like the local guys are making just as good, if not better juice than a lot of the, of the big, you know, chain brands that you see outside of, the, outside of Cincinnati. It used to be that a, a new brewery would open up and you would go in and like, it was okay. And there were some, some hits, but there were a lot of misses and you're like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll come back and uh, I'll, yeah. I'll give them a chance to dial things in. The six month thing, you know, and that, that isn't the case anymore. You walk in and like, yes, there's still some misses that happen, but overwhelmingly you walk in and from day one stuff is on point and the people have stepped up their game like i never anticipated people would be able to like it's just it's really fun to be a part of that and i like it from our viewpoint as a as a tour business because so many of our guests are not craft beer drinkers and i know a lot of people you know i've talked about this on the show before not a lot of people realize that but uh, it's usually two or three people that are bringing seven or eight of their friends and the two or three people are huge craft beer people and then the seven or eight friends they're asking me if they can bring Bud Light or Budweiser on on the thing so when they go in and they actually have a beer we can find one that they like you know they're immediately going to be like hey well I can go out and support a local brewery they have something that I you know and I I don't ever want to compare like you know, like say Vlad, for instance, to Budweiser or Bud Light. But every person that I've ever introduced Vlad to that is a light beer drinker freaking loves it. Well, and, and something like Vlad is a little harder because it fits, it falls out of that price point too. Like I, I can understand people who buy their 15 packs of Bud Light right. or something because of the price, but you can go Garage Beer or you can go Cheetah yeah. or you can go one of those like super light cheaper kind of options from breweries now and like you've got this 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 choice all of a sudden it's like yeah. you can if if you want and i i always keep something like that in my fridge i'm, I'm not going to apologize for it right <laughs> i i get it i you know there is a time and a place for just a light cheap beer yep. and you can do that locally and that that in itself is such a big 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 thing for yeah. a lot of people and um I know when that whole thing Granted, was going down, like that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. You know, but yeah, it you know, but it's and and, and stuff like uh, Gustav from Taft's, yeah. which may be a little richer. It's got a little darker hue to it, and people are automatically like, oh, oh, it's a dark beer. You know, right. I mean, these are the kind of people that we have on our tours that are like, oh, that looks like a dark beer. You know, if I pour them a porter or a stout, they're like, no, I can't. That's like Motorola. I'm like, no, you, <laughs> yeah, you try wooden casks, English porter, just try it one time and tell me that that's a heavy beer and look at me in the face and tell me that that's a it's not a heavy well beer. they've got like wooden cask has um tweed that's like three and a half percent yeah. and like 
super rich and malty and like <laughs> yeah. that a beer like that gets me so excited because it's like man I could sit here and I can drink four of these and be fine mm-hmm. and it tastes so good it's got that flavor that I want like I don't yeah. want to I don't want to have to drink a hundred calorie beer because it's going to be low you know carbs and low alcohol I want to drink a beer and I want right. to taste beer and like I yeah. Not that there isn't a place for low carb, low alcohol beers. I get it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I that t- ramble on from uh, now. I haven't had too many of the locale ones. Like I'm, I think I've had most of them at this point. Have you? They're all pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, I, I've I've really enjoyed the ramble on. Ramble on is good. I the, the Braxton one I had at uh, Beer Fest. Hop fit. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty tasty. But I have yet to have. I think uh, uh, Ryan Ma- Geist has Mathlete. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Um, and then uh, Quencher at 50 West is a whole different category. It's like oh, that, yeah. that no, crazy I did. I fruity <laughs> kind of thing, but it is low, it's low carb. It was like a Gatorade beer yeah, type. Yeah. yeah, I actually had that on one of our last tours that we did before everything kind of got shut down. Um, we tried the Quencher. It was really good. I need to actually, I have, I have a post somewhere about low calorie beers and I need to go in and update it with some more details about some of them. Because like the Session IPA from uh, Westside. Oh, is, that is delicious. It's right at about 100 calories or maybe even a hair under 100 yes, calories. Yes, I forgot about and that really, guy. Really, really good. PSA so from Mad Tree. Isn't that a low low calorie one it's, too? It's got to be low-ish calorie. And that beer kind is of amazing. Would be um, even, even we talk about some of the stuff at Wooden Casker Place, like some of that is going to be low calorie just by the very nature of it being low alcohol. And like, yeah. they don't market it that way, but no. <laughs> you know, there's, there are so many beers that if, if that's what you're looking for, some low calorie, um, it's there for you. You don't have to seltzer it up. You don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, not that I have anything wrong. I, we're, I, I've talked about it on all the shows that I do. If anybody listens to the weekly pint, which is my live stream every Monday, seems like it always comes back to seltzer at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been talking about it a lot lately because this summer we are going to be diving pretty heavy into seltzer in my house and um, on some kind of uh, blogger show or something. So <laughs> not against seltzer. I just, um, I've talked about this before, but it used to be when somebody would walk into a brewery and they would come up to the bar and they say, I don't really drink beer. Um, you know, my friends dragged me here and I, I just, <laughs> yeah. you know, what do you have that I would like? It used to be this conversation then that happened. It's like, oh, well, let, me, let me pour you a couple samples for you to try some stuff that isn't, isn't what you think of beer. And they would try some stuff and, you know, pick something and maybe they were happy, maybe they weren't, but they were trying beer and those people that all of a sudden tried that that wheat beer whatever is like oh this is different than i thought it would be and they walk away with a pint smiling (laughs) that's the thing that i think we're gonna lose out on sometimes it's if you walk in and say i don't really like beer i just you know i usually drink white claw it's like we got seltzer here it is yeah yeah and i guess and i guess if they're walking away smiling too that's at the end of the day that's the whole goal but yeah you want them buying more than one it feels yeah you want them buying one more than one beverage and and that's kind of the idea i guess behind this right it was crazy i mean three years ago we were um kind of making fun of that stuff and um like why are these people drinking this you know LaCroix water alcohol stuff and 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 then last summer when we were doing tours in 2019 we just could not believe the you know at the end of a tour and we go to recycle the cans and just how many of those were in there it just blew our mind like holy shit this is really here and it's not going anywhere and then we saw 
they were doing seltzer festivals across the United States. And I'm like, okay, all right, this thing has arrived. There's no reason to fight it, people. Just just get on board and let it roll, you know? You can walk into when you could when this existed. You could walk into any bar on a Saturday night and just look around and you there's a lot of people drinking beer, but it's all in pint glasses and it, you don't know what it is. You can't identify anything. It's just beer. And then you see these people scattered throughout the crowd, and they've all got these little billboards in their hand of what they're drinking, their their White Claw or their Vive or whatever it is. And like you, all of a sudden, all those colors start to you start to pop, and you just see it. Like it just like all of a sudden it comes into focus, and you're like, oh my god, look at all of that salsa. Yeah, <laughs> and like there's, it's you can't ignore it anymore. No, and, uh, no, it's okay. I mean, like things change, and I'm I'm happy to see a lot of breweries have decided hey let's have an offering on there you know there's been so many people that have um like on our on our beer tours that want wine you know yeah. that want seltzer that wants other things it's nice for those people sure it makes it it makes it as enjoyable if they don't drink beer so. right right it's um it's the new world yeah there's a lot <laughs> where, to this new world where does it go <laughs> like where where if we you know look ahead into the future 10 years and we look back at you know where we were now to where we are then what is this going to look like yeah and i i think it looks cool i think it, i think it's going to be similar but you know man but is the majority of stuff that's on taps going to be some kind of alternative things like that are we going to you know yeah. or are, are we drifting away from what beer is is the fact that people just want to juice the whole time the the truth to all of this <laughs> and it's going to be all these sweet yeah. things that i saw a meme today where a guy was drinking um he was drinking the kool-aid uh what are, what are those things called with twist tops on oh, them like the, so they had the little bo- they look like little pop bottles and yeah, the coolers the i think hell? they were like the kool-aid coolers or something like that and they what were like the, and, was, they, and the meme there was said another brand of those too that was like the gusher i don't know what no, it was called. shit this is gonna bother me now but anyway the, it. it said on there you know um the craft beer uh, fan today, and it had a guy with that on his. Uh, he's, Here's your six pack for the craft beer fan today, or something along those lines. And I had to, I had to laugh because, you know, a lot of people like that, um, that fruity, that juicy, that uh, that kind of. Uh, that it's sort of a new style in, in beer. bursts, but what was the bursts? Other? Yeah, that's what it was. And uh, people dig it, man. And you know, no no reason to fight it. And these breweries are making some killer stuff out of it. You know, Urban Artifact has really made a name for itself. It's selling its beer all across the country. Uh, Saunders Bella was really good with the raspberries. Um, yeah, I mean, those are good beers. I can't do a ton of them personally, but I get it, man. Like, enjoy, dude. Yeah, but, uh, I don't know. I it's I I love like I said I love I love fruited beer. Yeah. But I don't necessarily love like the overly sweet fruited beers. I still like something that finishes dry and kind of has this beer character to it. And yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Some of it does not it, have any beer character no, to no, it. No, it, it just it, make, it scares me for where this is all going. Yeah. Like where this, you know, if you walk into a, a, a tap room, and I'm not saying somebody specifically, but and you know, half of the tap list is some kind of milkshake whatever and then there's some kind of overly fruited sour thing like you can start looking at it like oh my god half of these beers aren't really beer like that's that's where it starts to get concerning to me is like where is it going like where is this well luckily i feel like we're always going to have options for people who like box and pilsners and you know stouts and porters and all the kind of traditional the quote-unquote traditional stuff i feel like and i feel like over the past two years tap rooms have 
like acknowledge the idea that you know you have it like you don't have to but i mean in order to attract the most amount of people the most amount of variety right. is a really good way to do it and so they've got all of the styles you know it's not just milkshakes and everything else even though that is now maybe taking up a couple more tap handles than it was a year ago still like most of them have something for me and that's what i I think it's cool there's something fun too though about a beer scene where you can walk into one place and it's it's really focused it's it's an urban artifact or something where there isn't that huge variety of different styles and then you go next door and it's a whole different place that may be really focused on just one thing that's their thing and like it's these this group of people who have this really specific thing yeah versus every tap room has everything i don't i don't always want everything to be on tap true true I, i want i might how fun would it be to walk into a brewery and there's you know 15 different uh, you know german style loggers and that's all it is like yeah that's, when we were in cool. colorado they have uh, we went to this amazing place called the beerstadt lager house and uh it's some of the best pilsner i've ever had they have a slow pour pilsner it takes like six or seven minutes to make yeah. this beer i mean but it was phenomenal then they had a dunkel they had a heffy they, those beers were outrageous, but it was very simple. It was like five German lagers, and that was it. Right. And, but that's their focus, and they were packed. And people were coming all over the place. I mean, at JBF, people were like, oh, yeah, we're going to Beerstadt after this. We're going to beer Because people had heard about people, lager fans had heard about it. And, you know, I think that that's really cool. And there's, there's places that specialize in, you know, Belgian beers and yeah. there's places that specialize in sours and, 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 you know, stuff like that. And I think, I think that's cool. I think it's good to have those locations. Those are destination locations for sure. You know, mm. you know, like, what would you say like a, a Brink specializes in? I mean, they, um, to me, they do everything pretty yeah. well. So, you know, I, I think it's cool to have all of that. Well, and, I, and I get it. From, from a business perspective that you want to create a tap list that brings as many people into your space as possible. And I get that, but um, I don't know. There's something about the, the nerd in me, I think, that likes a little bit of that specialization. And like that, you come here and like you you know this is all it is. You know, you, you, know, yeah. you talk about Germany and you... Not that I think we want to, you know, model ourselves after the German beer scene because it's, it is very limited, I think. But... Um, you know, some of those breweries only have a couple beers, and that's all that it is. It's yeah. just, this is our light, light this and is our dark, dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and our wheat. I mean, like, that's it. Yeah. And and clearly that has been popular for a very long time and has created some kind of uh, thing around it, but um, that doesn't exist here for some reason. No, no. And I, I've, I've been curious to see if there would be a brewery that just did, and since I just did, Loggers. Now I know there's several locations that do a great job yeah, there, with loggers. There's a couple of places that have gotten close. I know, like I said, Northern Row is pretty close, but they yeah. still have other stuff. And like, I just want somebody just to say, you know what? It's all we're doing, loggers. I know uh, Listerman has been working on a project downtown, yeah. and I wondered if that was going to be that because it's supposed to be like a beer garden, uh, German kind of feel. There. My my understanding is that it will have a lot of loggers. But you're still going to find Team Fiona on tap there. You can't not with yeah. Listerman. If somebody walks into a place that says Listerman, and they're like, well, where's 
you know, where's the, you know, whatever the latest right. rap named beer is, you know, <laughs> right, where, right. where is that? Yeah. Oh, you got to go to the other place. Yeah, it's, it, that's, it's interesting to me. And I mean, from an economic standpoint, it's probably hard for craft breweries to come right out of the gate and start um, sure. doing lagers, you know, because it just takes, you know, it's like aging a, a whiskey. I mean, it takes well, four weeks versus, But even know. that, like, used to be the case. Like, you didn't expect to see a lager from somebody out right. of the gate. Uh, that I don't not anymore. Not anymore. Like you, you know, third eyes got one on tap. I, I, th- I don't think Montgomery Public House did on their opening tapas. I don't know, but um, you know, it's it is normal now to walk in like, oh yeah, you got a pilsner. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like, oh man, you got a pilsner. <laughs> right. You know, and it's it's not a, a fake pilsner. It's a, it's a real one. Yeah. Um, let's drink another one. Yeah. Some number did, six. Did you get number six? This is the uh, the black IPA. This is on the black. Um, one of those styles that uh, has almost become extinct because everybody was really into them for a long time and then they just kind of stopped. And I love, 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 love black IPAs. Me too. A good one. One that's got that balance between the hops and the malt. And uh, um, I haven't had this one in a while, but... Yeah, I always I felt like uh, Identity Crisis for Mantry was kind of like the standard um, around here for a while, but because there wasn't really a whole lot other than that. But then in a few other places, like I know Rheingeist had one. I forget what it was called, maybe Onyx or something like um, that. Um, but uh, there's been several locations that have done them, and I, I, I really enjoy them. T Rex, maybe T Rex, yeah, right? yeah. Um, but there, there's been a lot of locations that have done black IPAs. Um, this one's really good. It's very roasty um, right on the front end. I like that. It, it, and the hops kind of fall into that, like this earthy kind of thing that um, uh, I think uh, is a surprise when you when you pick it up. And then the more you drink, the more it just kind of becomes, it leans either way depending on how your palate goes. It can go this really big kind of multi roasty thing or it's very this is very roasty i would put this on the roast side like you know pretty heavy roasted but but the hops finish and give it a nice little nice little balance it's a little bit bigger too i you know the body of it's a little thicker i'd say this is probably what was a black ipa look how good my memory that is good (laughs) that is good how did you sift through all those malt malts and hops buddy that's nice You eliminated the bong resin, didn't you? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is delicious. Um, I, you know, I like black IPAs. Sam Adams, uh, since Night Tap Room did one too. It was phenomenal. <laughs> they did. It, they only did it once, um, and I just, I, we just loved it. We did a, a team meeting there for Brewbus to kind of get acclimated with the place, and it, it was, it was delicious. It actually had kind of like a licorice note to it. Um, as you know, with the roast, right. and, you know, so it, it was very good. That's another one of those places that I feel like doesn't get the uh, the recognition it deserves. They do cool that, stuff, man. That tap room is incredible, and probably um, some of the best commercials. If you ever pay attention to their social media, Jimmy does a really oh, yeah. good job with the uh, the social media over there. And make, every time they do something, it makes it cracks me up. <laughs> they're, they're they're having fun, and that's that's I love that. Well, it's it's nice too. It's always nice when you see places and you remember that this is beer and like beer is supposed to have that, that fun side of it. Right. Like it's, it's really easy to get a little stuffy, especially as places stu- grow and serious. Uh, um, when, and it, Sam Adams for, you know, it's a pretty big company. Oh my God. Yeah. Just a little <laughs> so bit. Like you don't, it, it wouldn't surprise me if when Sam Adams opened their tap room in town, if it was just, you know, a little, little tap room and they're cranking out a bunch of Boston lager and putting it on tap and it's, it's fancy and shiny and there's yeah. nothing behind it. That wouldn't have surprised me at all. Yeah. 
but that's not what it was. No, and not no. what it is. And Beautiful tap room. Chris makes awesome beers. Like the place is, it's it's real. Like my favorite chairs, I think, to oh, sit yeah. in. Those oh, little yeah. bar stools are really comfortable. Got swing sets, and it's just it's just an easy, cozy kind of place, you know. And I love that they do some experimental stuff, and then you can get the traditional stuff if you like it. And yeah, we, we enjoy we enjoyed it there. Unfortunately, they've recently they gone to, back they closed to closed again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're going um, pick up there now. You can do some kind of curbside yeah, pickup or something, yeah. which they weren't doing before. So one of the cool things before this all went down, um, they were offering some tours. So for the beer lovers out there yeah. who like to tour. I got a chance to jump in on one of those, and it's incredible. You get to go over across, go across the, street. the streets of the yeah. yeah, and they've got some really cool stained glass in there of some of the old yeah. uh, brewers of Cincinnati. That it's just very, it's it's really neat. Um, and then that's where they do all of their cosmic beers. Um, uh, was it cosmic? Cosmic funk? mother funk. Mother funk, yeah, and. Uh, it's just cool. There's a bunch is, of wood footers in there. Part of what goes into Utopias. There's, you know, there's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but you know, Cosmic yeah. Mother Funk was definitely a big part of this last year's batch. Yeah. <laughs> I actually got to try it for the first time this year. That beer is incredible. Utopias? Yeah. Um, I may or may not have got a free bottle of it from Sam Adams this year. You should start a blog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should. <laughs> Cincy Brew Blog. <laughs> it's one of those uh, one of those emails that came in, and I think I squealed out loud. Honey, <laughs> you're not gonna believe this. <laughs> you still only get two ounces. Meanwhile, no. Meanwhile, she was she was pregnant at the time. <laughs> yeah, She's well, like, we were what? like, should we chug out of this chalice <laughs> like, after it's gone? Like, just pretend. Like, man, that's th- that stuff is good. It's rich. It's, it's such a fun beer. There's there aren't a lot of beers around that like that, that blow your mind like that and that you can't figure out and you like you spend so much time just trying to figure out what you're tasting and what it is and then then you get to this whole other side of it. How do they make this and how do like you know how did you do this yeah. and um, it, it's a it's a crazy beer even now. And that beer's been around for what, you know, for a while. 15 years or do something. Do they do at this it point? every year or is 20 it years? Is it in every other year? It's like every every two or every three years, something okay. like that. Yeah. I didn't think it was every year, but I wasn't sure if they they'd kind of change that model or not. Since more people are into those bigger right. meatier beers now, you know, with all of the adjuncts and stuff well, like th- that. This year and next year, they definitely expanded a lot. Like you, even with the the tap room, you know, with barley topias and there's stout topias. <laughs> you know, that barley topias was good. Um, you know, stuff like that. They're trying to create some other things around Utopias, I think, to kind of spread that out and make it a little more uh, accessible and able to to get a hold of it versus spending two hundred dollars on a bottle of beer right. <laughs> so like it's it's kind of yeah we were up for people we were totally bummed when they were furloughed because we were looking at doing some walking stuff mm-hmm. um and ryan geist is really not keen on the groups right now which we totally understand and we, we're not mad at any breweries or any locations that aren't ready right take your time guys this we'll figure this stuff out we've been really blessed to be part of an ecosystem that has just welcomed us since 2013 like we were part of the community and we don't want anything other than this community to rise up and be just great like it has been forever. Right. And, um, you know, we don't want to put any undue pressure on any companies and we don't want to make it sound like, you know, we're ungrateful at all for any of this stuff for, you know, the, we're all trying to figure this craziness out together and it's, it's just hard. And, um, um, but we were, we were hoping to do 
since it's a little easier to get outside outdoors and then with the depth of knowledge we have on the neighborhood itself just the history of the neighborhood period it was like you know okay let's do this streetcar was talking about maybe getting up and running again i'm not sure where that stands i there i've been getting conflicting messages sounds like it's up and running (laughs) sounds about right for the streetcar (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it's hard to you know pin anything down um when it comes to that stuff and and we were even using it as we had our own streetcar tour and it was fantastic we would take it down to moorlines logger house get to see the river get to see roebling do a do a flight there come back up tafts finish it rheingeist i mean it was just a wonderful tour and um and and we miss it and we miss you know doing those kinds of things it was very easy to socially distance on those tours then we were even like well with sam adams there and northern rose there we can just walk you know we can do a neighborhood walk and do a tour yeah um so we're hoping you know it doesn't look good right now (laughs) Uh, but we're hoping soon that you know we can um we can get back at it I hope so. I yeah. hope so. I just I, I miss seeing things like that so much, and uh, I don't know. It it's it's taken a big part of the, uh, um, I guess the spirit of this community away. Like you, you, you walk into any tap room, and you can sit in tap rooms and drink now. But anytime you do, there's somebody sitting there talking about coronavirus. There's somebody, some kind of doom and gloom in the room, and um, it just. It, you can't get away from it. Yeah, it's I hard just, to see. I, um, I don't know. I miss I miss seeing some kind of happiness around all of this. <laughs> you yeah. know? not that it's not happy, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's good. And I'm so happy. A lot of these places are still doing good. And I've talked to a few of the locations, and it seems like they've kept their head above water, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, I feel um, I feel a lot better about things today than I definitely did in you know March because you know especially at the very beginning there you just you didn't know what this meant and you didn't know how people were going to be able to pivot and kind of adapt to it and um, uh, talking to people now it's people seem a lot more um, optimistic about kind of how they're going to be able to keep adapting to it yeah <laughs> for the I, most part for the, I think know, uh, you know a, a company that did a great job who's relatively new and you know got to cracking right out of the gate was uh, high grain and started yeah. making deli- oh, I mean, yeah. We did a, I did a remodel on a, on a house I, I owned and, um, it was great. They were delivering to our areas and I'd be in, I'd be working they on the house and, they del- and you know where I live yeah. when they, after they expanded their delivery from the five miles to, uh, 12 miles, I think it is. My house sits at 11.9999999. Yeah. Cause we, we, I plugged in our address where we live uh-huh. by you yeah. and, uh, no, yep. No such luck there. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, uh, well, wait, well, we got the house in Coleraine that we're redoing. You could have just had it delivered to my house and I would have held on to it for you. Yeah. I didn't want to bend anybody's fingers back, you know. I'm sure I'm sure you would have delivered it for a nominal fee. <laughs> you got all these three packs of beer. It's really great. Weird. Is this a metric system? I was really impressed with them kind of adapting and pivoting. And Fibonacci is the other one that really kind of surprised me at how oh my great gosh. they did with it. And, they crushed and it. And, and have really kind of adapted that as part of who they are now and i don't think it's ever going to really go away it was awesome yeah that was actually i think that was the first brewery i went to when i first started remodeling the house because they came out with this barrel aged honey honey the doppelbach Doppelbach. oh Oh, my gosh you want to talk about one of the most decadent delicious beers 
I have ever had. I think I might have one more bottle of it stashed away in one of my fridges. Oh, somewhere that did that not last. It is so good. <laughs> oh, man, that did not last. And I actually had uh, told my team on our team Facebook page, you know, guys, if you get, if you can get to this brewery. <laughs> and a couple guys went out and grabbed it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. They were doing little deliveries and killing it and stopped in. I saw Bob. We were socially, this is when it was first popping off and when everybody was so nervous and yeah. we were definitely socially distancing, you know, <laughs> and, uh, he was saying, he was telling me how, how well the, the situation was going for them guys just in the delivery. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, that's so cool. Yeah, there were, there were a few places that all of a sudden realized that business could be better with things done differently you throw delivery into it and things yeah. like that and you can actually do better i mean i urban they're were making more on you know their shipping beer yeah than they were making in the, in the tap room before and sometimes that's, necessity that's is the mother of invention right <laughs> oh i know that is that is crazy because you know i i i used to be a banker and, and i did a couple loans uh for breweries and i know what the margins are yeah think that they were making more money by shipping on packaged beers is absolutely outrageous well, even, to me you know i guess it's not hard for me to stop at urban artifact and pick something up i can i can i can always work it into my schedule but it's a whole lot easier for me when i'm ordering it especially if you put in an order over a certain amount shipping's free it's a whole lot easier for me to do that than yeah. it is to stop in the tap room and pick something up absolutely and that uh that says something. I love how Pickle has kind of taken everybody by storm this year. I mean, it's all that people were talked about. Forever it was talked about as like some sort of it's joke. Like a joke, yeah. Yeah, and some sort of like, you know, just weird thing they do for attention. And it, I've always liked that beer. In some years, the dill weed was a little heavy on it. Right. But even then, it was still killer with a burger. You know, you could oh, yeah. eat a burger oh, yeah. with that thing. And so this year, I mean, like it's hard to find it. It's they they sold out like almost That's immediately. So cool. <laughs> they um they so I'm part of their uh, their clasp like their their membership thing where you can yep. order you pre order your stuff, and they didn't put a pre order in for all the pickle stuff. They're like, no, it's just kind of one of our normal releases, but there'll be plenty. You guys will be able to get it. Don't worry about it. And I'll be damned if the, everything didn't sell out. <laughs> And Shit. it was like, damn. Shit. <laughs> um, well, I don't know if they've, um, and this is not a for sure thing that this will be released because it's a label approval, which means they're able to make it, but there's no guarantee that they will make it. Um, but, and I didn't ask if I was allowed to talk about this or not, so maybe I shouldn't, but, um, oh, I didn't file it. Is this live or? Yeah. And, well, I mean, that's recorded live. I'm not going to go back and edit stuff. It's too much work. Um, <laughs> They have, I can't, it's not filed away, so I can't find it right now, but they have a label approval for Christmas pickle. Oh. Um, so a Christmas version of pickle, which was how pickle was born. Um, it was that. one of their 12 beers of Christmas that they did one year. They did just a, a random pickle goza thrown in there because of the pickle on the Christmas tree, you know, it was Christmas pickle. So oh, maybe, cool. maybe we'll see pickle again this winter. I don't know. Now, was that part <laughs> of the deal where they did um, the. Oh, I guess no. That was Halloween. They Halloween, did the trick yeah. or treat beer series, which I've heard rumblings that that might be coming back. Yeah, at was some that, point they too. They did that a couple years ago, right? Yeah, but they. It was a, again. It was it started as a joke. It's yeah. like we're going to make bad beers, and you guys are going <laughs> to buy them and laugh about them and sit around with your yeah. friends. I think they're going to kind of take a different approach to do it. I, I, and I could be speaking way out of turn with this. I think they're going to take a different approach and kind of be a little more serious about what those mean. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what they start cranking out with packaging this year because 
this idea of not having a tap room full of people, I think it's gotten their brains operating in a very different way now. And that's, that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Some smart dudes over there. Oh yeah. Let's drink our last beer. Uh, Braze Brown. This has been around since the, uh, since the beginning has obviously changed over the years, gotten better. Um, perfect brown ale maybe yeah i this is the one that whenever i you know from the very beginning when we started coming here when they first opened at their little place over um off cincinnati dayton road uh this was the one that every time i would come to to dogberry i'd get this and it's it's held up consistently big and rich and malty and just uh yeah. Perfect beer. It fits into, uh, again, seasonally drinking is the way I think it fits into a lot of different situations for me. It's um, especially when you start getting into fall and you get in some of those, you know, it's a very fall smelling beer to me. It's uh, um, obviously winter. It, uh, it's big and rich and uh, a little heavier kind of in the in the body and just kind of fills you up. And Yeah, it's uh, to me, it's like the quintessential um, brown ale. Uh, I think like that's the kind of beer I drank when I first started drinking craft right. beer is browns I and also, reds and things like that. You, you talk about how good a beer like pickle goes with a burger. Mm-hmm. I, don't miss out on drinking a brown ale with any kind of meat off of the grill yeah, <laughs> because yeah. man, it pulls out all of those, uh, those, those kind of, um, roasty kind of the, the malleard reaction, you know, the, that, that, that flavor that the, uh, the grill lends to stuff. And, yeah. Uh, I've always been a fan of barbecue and brown ales. Yeah. I've always thought that that like kind of caramel backbone, like almost like a toffee backbone really meets up well with those, like you said, that my yard reaction and the yeah. meats and, and the smoke and things like that. It com- you, complements that. When you have a beer that pulls things out of the food like that and all of a sudden it clicks, that, that experience is always really fun. And that's, yeah. Um, well, we were having, we were doing our pizza and beer tour and that was, that had really kind of developed into that and it was so much fun. <laughs> it would be we, fun. Because, I mean, so many cool different pizzas at Little Miami and at Taft's and of course the guys at Catch It Fire, you know, Catch It Fire, they just crush it. And so we would go in there and it was just a plethora of different styles of beer that we could pair and then we'd try different things. What's and, the best pizza in Cincinnati? Well, so I really like the Roebling pizza from, from Taft's, Taft's Bruporium. Yeah. I think that that is just an amazing pizza. But if you just get the cheese one, <laughs> it's pretty damn good, <laughs> yeah. too. I just like that coal-fired... Um, that, that crispy crust. Crispy kind of crust. Yeah, I like New York style. I, I lean toward New York style pizzas is my preference. Um, there's one not far from um, where these guys used to be um, called Fratelli's. Yeah. That's a the, those guys are New Yorkers and they brought in some good some good pizzas some over in uh, Montgomery called Brooklyn and uh, that's a really good New York style pizzeria um, so but brewery wise I, I you know that's my favorite is the is the Proporium. There's just such you, you know, forget the beer for a second just talk about the food scene in the city and how great it is like we are yeah. just so freaking lucky and, I know and um, I'm rooting for all those guys to make it out of this because it's just so hard right now uh, to get into those little especially those little tiny restaurants like Please and you know Salazar at you know downtown yeah. those guys are like super talented and, and making just amazing foods um, Court Street Lobster Bar, that that place is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, just some awesome, awesome spots, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for all of them. It's going to be tough. It's and I, we're unfortunately not out of the woods yet. I, oh you know, no, it's, uh, 
we haven't hit our peak yet, unfortunately, is the uh, the really shitty part of all of this. And now, it, has alcohol consumption gone up throughout all this? I assume so. I mean, it definitely has in my house. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, I think, yeah, I think I, we have. I, and we're drinking more. I, we have three kids and... You know, and we've been around them a lot. Yeah, I, I've got a uh, a two and a half month old and a three year old. Oh, which yeah. is prime daddy needs to drink ages. That's right. You don't even have the. Is the first one out of diapers? No. No. Yeah, on borderline. So yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. But Good. That helps. I told my wife at one point that, um, well, the way I worded it was, I don't necessarily need to have two kids. If we do. I do not. Once the first one is out of diapers, I'm done, and I don't want to go back to it. So you got to time this to where they're (laughs) they're they're both still in diapers, and then when we're done, we're done. (laughs) Yeah, we were kind of different. We waited like four years in between each one, so they're basically out each one out of diapers until we got to the next one. That would be rough. You finally start to see the light, and then all of a sudden, bam! (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, we're just gluttons for for punishment. It's it's funny because everybody you know tells you that. Um, your kids are going to be very different from each other. And like, oh, yeah, of course, you know, and you, you, you know that that's the case. Yeah. And so then you start to try to, in your head, figure out what that means. And like, you know, if, you know, first kid I've got figured out in this stage, at least, uh, got her figured out and you're like, okay, so opposite of this means she's going you know, to, you know, the second one, he's going to be this, 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 and this, I can do that. It's not the case at all. Yes, he's the opposite of her, but not in the way you think it is. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's like, oh no, it's this, 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 and this. That's going to be the thing that's done. I'm like, oh shit. All, all three of mine are completely different from each other in many, many different ways. It's It's, it's really incredible. It's really fun to watch. Yeah, because you, you know, you think as because the first two were we were really felt like we were successful. Like we were like, we got this, we can really do this. We, a third one will be fine. And he came out just (laughs) fired up. This kid is the most fired up human being I've ever met in my life. And he's, the other two just weren't like that. They're just not like that. I mean, they're very active. They're very busy people. They're very, they're very, they're awesome. They're incredibly smart and intelligent. But this one is just a tornado <laughs> of a human, and I, I love—I mean, I love it. I don't want him to ever lose that. But man, the third one, really? Right. We got that one on that draw. So yeah. So yeah, beer is good, man. It definitely. Really good. Uh, well, then you—you know—you couple up having two small children with not being able to leave the house, and when you do having to like don a hazmat suit to. Um, like, yes, I've been able to keep working through all of this, but my work looked very different and still does look very different than it did before. And having to deal with that. And then you come home, I'm going to drink more, especially since I can get beer just dropped off on my doorstep. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Mantry. Yeah. I got in a little bit of trouble. Uh, it was probably April, I think was the peak of, uh, my drink spending. And my wife looked at me at the end and she's like, I'm not mad at you. She's like, do you know how much money you spent on beer last month? I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't pay attention. She told me, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I need to get a part-time job. Don't yeah, I? Yeah. <laughs> you could have got another mortgage, man. <laughs> right. No, a little, uh, little secret here. Um, so we were, you know, when this all started, we were trying to figure out how we use these buses, you know, we're like, I was offering the breweries, hey, you want us to deliver for you? Like, what, you know? And, and of course, they have their own employees and they right. have their own staff. So they're like, no, man, we're trying to keep our guys busy. And I'm like, yeah, of course. I, you know, I'm trying to just figure shit out, you know, as, as I go. And, um, and I don't know how it happened, but I, I got to talking with, uh, with the guys over at Mad Tree and 
they were like, yeah, we, we actually could use a vehicle. And so we ended up, um, just like letting them use our, um, our minivan. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he's like, you know, what are you going to charge me? I'm like, ah, don't don't worry about it, man. Just (laughs) pay me a beer or something. He's like, well, I literally can't do that. So (laughs) I'm going to have to give you some money for this. So we like, I like rented my minivan to Matry and it was on their website and everything was awesome. So it was cool. And I love those guys. And thank you guys for keeping me in the mix of craft beer, (laughs) even when I wasn't really in the mix. So, I uh, I love watching places like that and just how they always think on their toes and just never stop just you know, just pounding at it just trying oh. to figure out how to make things work. Yeah, they never like they never stop paying their people, man. Like mm-hmm. I just can't even imagine the pressure. Um, you know, I don't know if that went on forever, but like within the first couple of months or maybe the first month, I know that they were paying their people and they weren't even working, and it was like holy shit, man that's some serious investment and they've always done things right you know and that i just was incredibly impressed and i like i i mean we could we definitely used that money um that you know for renting out the van and it was very helpful for us during that time and for them to even think about us was like just these are just good i mean that's why i love this you know community they're just awesome people it is packed full of really good people and it is um Get out there and support people. I mean, I, I guess everybody has told you guys at that, that at this point, but you know, just get out and like. Well, I think they did, you know, and that was a, I, that's the thing. Like, the, if people are doing good, or at least there's some sort of rhythm to this newness, yeah, um, to where there's revenue stream coming in. People have been, and kudos to you people for doing that because yeah. I know everybody was screaming at the top of the mountain, you know, and everybody was out there on social like, oh, we're doing this, we're doing that. And I mean, it was just a flood of new things happening, and people responded to it, and yeah. they went out and they did it. And I mean, you know, I know we live close to um, like uh, Municipal and the Casual Pint up there, so mm-hmm. we would pop up there just occasionally. Swine City, we, we got some beers from those guys uh, out in Fairfield, and we just... You know, try to support your local dudes. Uh, it's still going on. I mean, it's, you know, limited tap room experiences and, you know, yeah. so, or limited tap room, I guess, people and, and yeah, so. It'll get better. At some point, things will get better and we'll get back to what normal is supposed to be. Not the new normal. We'll get back to the real normal. And um, when we do, I'll raise a beer with everybody and that's gonna be badass man <laughs> it's gonna be badass it's, it's, there's gonna be a lot of parties when uh when somebody finally gets some kind of a um a solution to all of this and i don't know what that solution is but <laughs> right yeah me either um how can people find out more about Cincy brew bus yeah just check us out right now we're doing uh brewery tours we're hoping to have our winery tours available within the next hopefully two to three weeks um we'll make an announcement on that a lot of the locations are either shut down because of the spike or they're just not really ready yet um, well, some of that can fluctuate too as things keep yep. kind of changing and but uh, uh the best way is cincybrewbus.com um that's got all of our updates um our social media pages i'm keeping those updated trying to do that at least once a week so people know what we've got going on what kind of rules what, what what kind of things we're going we're doing behind the scenes to make sure everybody's safe with the buses um you know we're offering just kind of party bus transportation stuff for groups as well if you're just looking for a night out you know right. we have 
it's very basic transportation. They're, they're airport shuttle buses, um, but they can fit up to, you know, 10, 12 people. We're doing tours for up to 10 people right now. That's at the request of the breweries, um, trying to keep the, 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 you know, the groups a little bit smaller. But uh, brewery tours, we got 14 locations right now that we're that we can go take you to, and uh, we're hoping that'll expand um, s- soon, sooner than later. But uh, but uh, we'll do three or four in a day, and we'll go out and have a good time. We'll talk beer, we'll do tastings. Uh, tours are a little limited right now, going behind the scenes. Everybody's a little nervous about that. Right. So, um, but uh, if there are you know uh, equipment where we can see it, we can always you know take you through what each piece does and all of that. I think it's important for people to realize too, even if you go on a brew bus tour to a brewery that you've been to twenty different times. That experience of going there with other people and, and getting some of that insight from your tour guide and stuff, it, it makes it such a different experience. And like, even if you've been to a place, like I said, plenty of times, it's still worth it to take a tour there <laughs> with the brew bus because it's so much fun. So. And right now you have some seriously pent up tour guides that are like, <laughs> I mean, like we've got two tours this weekend and the tour guides doing it are just fired up right. um, about going out and doing tours. They're like, I am so excited. I cannot wait. So they've been studying. They're ready to talk to you. Um, you know, we, we miss it. We miss the landscape. We can't wait to get back. Um, and this, even just doing this a little bit in smaller groups and stuff has been over the past three weeks, I guess we've been doing this. It's been a blast. Yeah. Well, I'll put uh, links in the show notes. So however you access show notes, the tapping on apps or swiping, I don't know how you do it, but um, there's there, it'll be in the show notes. So you'll get cool. the, uh, the link to all that stuff and check them out. And if you haven't done a tour, now's a good time to, uh, to get together with your, uh, your closest friends and family and uh, get out and have a beer together because <laughs> God knows we all need to right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, uh, it will get easier. I promise. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate Thanks you for sitting having down me, with me for uh, for a minute and having a beer. And uh, thanks, Dogberry. This beer yeah, is delicious. Yes. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Tony and Dogberry. We should have said that earlier for uh, making some awesome beer. I yep. told him, I fellow Northwest Knight, got to make a little shout out there. I told him I wouldn't shit on his beer too much tonight, but I might shit on the fact that there are two seltzers on the board. Oh, <laughs> we'll be back next week. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.